Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Hello there, my dear ones. This is Deb, and I'm so happy to be here with you for this week's Mom Tips Tuesday. And Crystal has the week off. We have been working and working. She flew to Colorado to spend some time with me. We had some meetings and also have been really working on this amazing mothering kit that is coming your way starting next week. These are monthly mothering kits. It's a subscription at Help Club, and they're phenomenal. You guys are not even going to believe how incredible that they are. But as she was flying back, I knew she was tired, and she has five children. She homeschools her kids, and I said, you know what, Crystal, you take this week off from Mom Tips Tuesday because you need to spend it time with your kids. And so she went home. She's been reading. She's been spending time with the Lord, spending time with her family, and and so I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. And and I think that's an important word, even as we start off today's Mom Tips Tuesday, that when you feel that you have been going and going and going, it is really wise to take some time to pull away and to rest, to spend time with the Lord, to read a book, to do what you know, go to lunch, go for a walk, go to whatever you like to do, but just to have a little little time to yourself, time with the Lord, to where you're not just continually going and going and going on the treadmill, right? We all, a lot of us feel like we're on a hamster wheel or a treadmill because we're so busy, but there is wisdom in just stopping and resting, especially when you have your children in your home, because you guys, you're working so hard and, um, Sometimes you just really need to stop and just say, I need a break and I need to rest. And so uh, that is what my dear sweet Crystal is doing this week. And so I'm here with you and I'm so happy. I was praying for you and I I wanted to share a message with you this week um, to all of my dear friends who might be struggling with uh, going through a hard time. Maybe you're having a hard time in your marriage. Maybe you're having a hard time with a child. Maybe you're feeling shame. Maybe your child is acting up or they've gotten into trouble or you, you've been blowing it as a mom. You're feeling overwhelmed by shame and, oh, if anybody knew what was happening in my home, you know, the enemy loves to tell us those things. Or maybe you and your husband are, are having a hard time or maybe you just feel bad about yourself or you feel rejected. Maybe something has happened with a friend and you feel rejected or misunderstood and I just want to talk with my dear ones today who might be going through a hard time. And if you're, you know, we all, they say, I love this saying, they say, we're either going out of a crisis, coming out of a crisis, going into a crisis or right in the middle of a crisis, (laughs) or we could say hard time, right? Because life is, it's, it's a mixture of, of good and bad, right? And Jesus even said in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. And so if you're not struggling right now, maybe you could save this for later, listen to it to save it for later. Or maybe if you have a friend that you know is struggling, you could share it with her. But my prayer is that today's Mom Tips Tuesday would be an encouragement. So uh, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for everyone who is listening today. Thank you, God, for their hearts and Lord, that they are seeking after you, that they want to be a Christian 
mom. They want to have a a Christian home. They want to have a a strong marriage. They want to have a good relationship with their children. They want to know you. Well, thank you for everyone listening to this. And Lord, I just pray right now that you would bring them such a strong sense of your love for them, that they belong to you. I pray, Lord, that they would sense that right now, that you would send your angels, that just like the angels came to you, Jesus, when you were struggling in the wilderness, the angels came and attended to you. I pray right now for my dear one listening, no matter what she's going through, Lord, that the angels would come and attend to her and that she would feel so encouraged and she would not feel alone. Lord, I know that the enemy just really wants us to feel um, like we're the only one going through this problem or, or like we're the only one dealing with this or we're too far gone or we're whatever it is that she's going through. God, I pray that she would know the truth, that she is your beloved daughter and that you love her. You died for her. You gave her everything and you want to be close to her and you want to carry her through whatever trial she may be going through. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. In Jesus name. Amen. So I, I know that a lot of you guys, I get emails and my heart goes out to everyone who emails us and we get so many emails. I try to email them, but we, but email people back, but I don't always get to, but I do always pray and, and I do always forward the emails to our prayer team. And you've really been on my heart this morning, just my, my sweet friends that are going through a hard time. And I wanted to just encourage you that you are beloved by Christ, that you are his beloved, that you are his daughter, that he is pleased with you, that there is nothing you can do to make him love you more or love you less. Even if everybody walks out on you, he loves you. I want you to really think about that. Even if everyone rejects you, if you feel like the worst mom in the world, the worst wife in the world, you don't feel loved by your husband, if you've made mistakes, no matter what you've done, he loves you. And there's nothing you can do to change that. And I, I just want, I wanted to start off with that. And I have a friend of mine who tells me all the time, Deb, when you're standing in your belovedness, when, and so I'll say this to you, my dear one, just put your name here, whatever your name is, Susie or, or Brandy or Kay or whatever your name is, just put it here in this sentence. When you're standing in your belovedness, so my friend says, Deb, when you're standing in your belovedness, you have nothing to prove, nothing to lose, nothing to gain, and nothing to fear. So I want to say that to you right now. When you are standing in your belovedness in Christ, with the love that none of us can understand on this side of heaven, we just go through his word, we read the word of God, and the word tells us but we have to live in this world, right? That love, when you're standing in that great love from the God who is love, you have nothing to prove to anyone. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to gain and you have nothing to fear. 
And I just wanted to lead with that today because it can be so easy for us when when we're being attacked or when we've gone through things or when people have hurt us or when we feel ashamed or like we've made mistakes, we can feel like we want to prove our worth or we can feel like we want to, um, you know, that we're going to lose something if we don't prove it. Or we can feel afraid that, oh my goodness, you know, what if someone knows that I'm making this mistake or whatever? We could be afraid of what's going to happen. We can be afraid of our child, say, say being afraid of, of our child turning away from God. Are we going to be afraid of our marriage ending? Or we could be afraid of people saying things about us, whatever it is that you're afraid of. You have nothing to be afraid of when you're standing in your belovedness by Jesus, of Jesus because he loves you. And he forgave your past, your present, and your future sins when he hung on the cross. God is outside of time. And the word says, before the foundations of the world, the Lamb of God was slain. What that means is God is outside of time. I don't, I don't fully understand that one. That's a, that's a pretty big concept to think about the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundations of the world. But what it means is, is he was slain once and for all. He took every sin that happened in the past, every sin that happened in the present, every sin that happened in the future. And so you are forgiven and free. When you gave your life to Christ, when you repented and turned away from your old life and you said, Jesus, I want to give you control of my life. I want you to be my savior. Whenever you made your profession of faith, when you turned your heart to God and you asked for forgiveness, he forgave you. And we do, I still, you know, we still ask for forgiveness, but honestly, that's more for us than it is for him because he's already forgiven them. But I think it's good to repent. I think it's good to ask for forgiveness and then let him assure us that he does forgive us because he's so good at that. He's so good at assuring us that there's nothing we can do. There's nothing, right? What does the Bible say? There's nothing we can do to to make our father not love us. So anyway, I want to share a couple of scriptures with you that are beautiful who the Bible says is a man after God's own heart. It gives you a window into the life of a man who didn't have it all together. He made some really big mistakes. David did. And he had, you know, he had consequences for his sin, but he knew where to go whenever he was struggling. And so I want to read Psalm 63 to you. Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly, I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary and behold and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with the richest of foods, and singing lips, and with singing lips my mouth will praise you. On my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help. I sing in the shadows of your wings. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Those who seek my life will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God's name will praise him, while the mouths of liars will be silenced." 
And I love this scripture because at the beginning, it talks about the fact that our souls, when you are going through the valley of the shadow of death, when you're going through rejection, when you're going through a fearful time, when you're feeling shame, your soul really, really needs time with God. And just at the beginning of Psalm 63, verse 1, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. And you can feel that in this world, and it's true, we're in a dry and weary land because sometimes life isn't that great. And sometimes we go through hard times or sometimes a loved one gets sick. And it's at those times that our soul needs God the most. Our soul needs to be reading the Bible and and worshiping and just surrendering, honestly, our situation to God and our fears and giving Him everything and just saying, Lord, help me to feel your love. Because what we need more than anything when we're going through a hard time is we need more of God. We don't need anything the world has to offer. We don't need social media. We don't need acceptance from people. We don't need to have the happiest marriage or the healthiest body. What we need is God. We need God's presence because his presence will help us to walk through what we what we need walk through the hard season. His presence will will fill us. His presence will give us confidence so that if the healing doesn't come right away, if the healing takes a little time to come, or if the marriage is still hard, or if the child is still hard, we can just ask for God's presence, knowing that He will give that always to us. Sometimes we have to wait for healing. Sometimes we have to wait for um for the marriage to get better. Sometimes we have to wait for that child who has turned away from God. But in the meantime, we can we can rest in God. We can become who God wants us to be because we are choosing to want more of Him. I have had an autoimmune disease for 31 years, and it has hit at all the, the times of my life that I wanted to be the healthiest, um, I've been to the elders twice for prayer. I have believed for prayer and I'm still, I believe for healing and I'm still believing. I still take communion every day in my home and I remember Jesus. I remember him. I, I tell him how much I love him and thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for the healing that you promise. And I just take communion to remember him and I, and I just ask him for healing. And it's actually gotten so much better, but it has been a journey. Let me tell you to have an, a, a disease that makes you sick in all the big events of your life. And I know a lot of you dear ones who have autoimmune diseases like lupus or mine is like lupus, but it's called Stills disease. And um, I know a lot of you guys that have autoimmune diseases that just knock you out in the times of your life that you really need to have energy during big events, you know, because stress brings it on. Or, you know, maybe you're going through a, a treatment for breast cancer and 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 you have to go through radiation. I have so many friends that have had to walk through that. And it's, it's, it is bitter. It is hard. But I've watched my friends go through it and they just press into Jesus and they just say, Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And so I just want to say to you, if you're going through a time with cancer or a loved one or a sick child, 
I'm praying for you right now. And Lord, I pray for my sister right now. If she or any family member or loved one is going through a sickness, Lord, we pray for healing. We ask for a miracle in her life and that she will not feel rejected by you uh, or like she's done something wrong because she's sick or a family member is sick, that she would just remember that we live in a fallen world and that in this world, we will have trouble, but take heart. You have overcome the world. And so Lord, help her to, to receive more of your presence right now. Or my dear ones who are going through problems in their divorce or with with a a child that's turned away or with friends. Help her, Lord, to, to just receive more of your presence right now, God, and to know that the level of intimacy that you want with us can feel awkward sometimes. That's the kind of level of intimacy that you want with us. You want us to be so close to you because when we are Christians, when we are Christ followers, the Holy Spirit is inside of us and we are one with you. We can't even tell where you begin and we end because of that oneness. Lord, make my dear one aware of your oneness today. Help her to feel your oneness. Help her to know that she is beloved by Christ. Help her to know that you will fix her marriage. You will fix whatever she's going through, her financial problems. Whatever it is, God, let her know that you will fix it. Lord, help her to rest in you. In Jesus' name. I wanted to close with the words of a song that really, really encouraged me. I listen to it whenever I'm feeling down or or if I get sick or if I feel like rejected or if I feel, you know, just down when I really need to feel God's love, right? I'll, I will sing, I will uh, play this song. It's called I Am Your Beloved by Jonathan David Helzer and Melissa Helzer. So I'm going to pray, I want to um, read this to you. I've heard the accusation. And I've heard the propaganda. I've heard the lies they whisper to my soul. That I have been forsaken and I'll always be forgotten. No matter what I do, it's not enough. Then I heard a voice as it opened up the heavens, reminding me of who I've always been. I am your beloved. You have bought me with your blood. And on your hand, you've written out my name. I am your beloved, one the Father loves, Mercy has defeated all my shame. There's no accusation or any condemnation when I look into my father's eyes. They don't see my sin. They only see redemption. This is how my heart has been defined. I can hear a voice that is louder than the thunder, reminding me of who I've always been. I am your beloved. You have bought me with your blood. And on your hand, you've written out my name. I am your beloved, one the Father loves. Mercy has defeated all my shame. And then it goes on to say, The one who knows me best is the one who loves me most. There is nothing I have done that could change the Father's love. The one who knows me best is the one who loves me most. There is nothing that I have done that could change the Father's love. The one who knows me best is the one who loves me most. There is nothing I have done that could change the Father's love. I am your beloved, you have bought me with your blood, and on your hand you've written out my name. I am your beloved, one the Father's Father loves, mercy has defeated all my shame. I am your beloved, you have bought me with your blood, and on your hand you've written out my name. I am your beloved, one the Father loves, mercy has defeated all my shame. And I love this next part, it says, I can hear the feet of the Father running. 
I can hear the feet of the Father running. Oh, I can hear the feet of the Father running. Oh, I can hear the feet of the Father running. It's like a stampede of grace coming my way. Mercy I've never earned, grace I never deserved, coming to bring me home again. I can hear the Father calling my name. I can see the face of my Father calling out my name. And then it goes on at the end to say, Oh, the one who knows me best is the one who loves me most. There is nothing I have done that could change the Father's love. I just wanted to read that to you guys today, and I just want to encourage you, read the read the Psalms if you're going through a hard time. Keep worship music playing in your home to remind you of the Father's love. And then I love in the Song of Solomon, I want to remind you, and I know a lot of people read this like it's a, like it's married love, which I love that. But also, it's also um, about um, a love of the Father, the love of Jesus. And the Song of Solomon has a beautiful scripture that says, I'm sorry, I lost my place here. This is real time. That's what we do with Mom Tips Tuesday. It's like doing a, li- a live video. But it's a Song of Solomon... And it is, I may have to look it up really quick, but it's, it's so beautiful. When you read it, go through it. And I know it might sound weird um, to read it like this, but go through it and read it as if it's Jesus's love for you and ask him to help you understand it. But it's, uh, let me go here. I mean, I know the scripture, but I want to give you the reference, but it's, I am my beloved, and he is mine. Let me look. I'm sorry. This is a live podcast, but here, let me. Song of Solomon. Let me just look it up. (laughs) I'm sorry. I was so in the moment here with you guys. I get in the moment um, when I'm sharing about the Lord, and then I forget (laughs) things. Um, I am. I'm just going to look it up. I am his. I am your beloved. And he is mine. I'm his beloved and he is mine. I just want you to know that you belong to God. And there's nothing that you could do. Song of Solomon 2.16. Okay, so I'm going to read it in two versions. Okay, so I just want you to, to think about it as your, your relationship with Jesus. It's so beautiful. I really like it in the Passion Translation too. Okay, Song of Solomon 2.16. My lover is mine, and I am his. He browses among the lilies. And the lilies is is um, is um a term, like there's a lot of uh, imagery using different words in the Song of Solomon that have meaning. And in the Passion Translation, it says, let me get it here, 2.16. I know my lover is mine, and I have everything in you, for we delight ourselves in each other. That's the Passion Translation. Song of Solomon 2.16, I know my lover is mine, and I have everything in you, for we delight ourselves in each other. It's so beautiful. And I wanted to tell you that because you belong to God. And just like I said when we were praying, the level of intimacy that God wants to have with you can feel awkward. And because we're, we're, we grew, like with a baby, a baby will let you hold it all the time. It will 
look into your eyes. I was looking at my grandbaby this weekend. I was holding her and she never stopped looking in my eyes. And and it's even awkward to look in someone's eyes for a long time because we live in this world, because we've been rejected, because we have shame. But when a baby looks into its mother's eyes or into a person's eyes, it doesn't look away. It doesn't feel awkward. It wants to be held. It wants that skin-to-skin contact. That baby wants to be so close to somebody because it was in its mama's womb and there were no boundaries. There was just closeness. And that is the level of closeness. That's just a small uh, look into, a, a, a window into the level of closeness that the father wants with us. He doesn't want us to look away when when he looks at us. He wants us to look at him intently, right? He wants us to let him hold us. And I know this can sound, well, how would I let God hold me? Ask him to hold you. Ask his presence to be so strong with you to where you feel his presence. And then ask him to help you tune into that presence. Ask him to help you as you read the word for it to come alive. But just like a baby wants to be held all the time, God wants to hold you all the time. He doesn't want you to try to do anything on your own. He wants you not to look away from him when you sin. He wants you to come to him and give him that sin. He He wants you to lay it down and say, Lord, I don't want that sin. I want you. So come to him. Let him wash his love over you and the forgiveness and the grace and the mercy and keep looking at him. Keep gazing at him and let him love you just like a baby. Let him love you. Just let him hold you. And so Jesus, I pray for my dear one listening that she will be like a baby, like a child. You even talk about the kingdom of heaven belongs to children because children don't know boundaries. Children, they don't know uh, rejection. Um, They don't know it like we do as adults anyway. A lot of children do know rejection, but they don't know it like we do. And so Lord, I pray that, that they would come to you as a little child, that they would, would come to you and keep looking at you, keep spending time with you, keep asking you for help. They would not look away, that they would know that you belong to them, that you are in them, they are in you, and that you are one together. That because the Holy Spirit lives inside, there's no there's no separation. There's no turning away. You don't turn away from them, that they are the ones that they can't feel your presence, but you never leave them. So help them to tune into your presence, Lord. Help them to know that they can come to you and just to rest. I pray for my ones that have just been running and running on the treadmill, that they will rest in you and know your love in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you. Please email us at admin at helpclubformoms.com. We will, I will definitely send your prayer request onto the prayer team. They will pray for you. And just know that I love you. All of our team loves you. But most of all, you guys, the Father loves you. He never is too busy for you. He will talk to you. He will help you. I love you. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.